thanks for joining us again. A little bit of uh, lockdown sort of minis, would you say, Jared? Hmm, something, something a little different. Yeah, we've decided to do something a little different now that uh, Shudder has released Season 4 of Slasher. Now, the first three seasons are on Netflix, and basically it's just, it's a, it's each season is a standalone kind of, essentially a 10-episode slasher movie. We've seen all, all three seasons, and, and we're aware that this was coming, and so we decided as a pair that we would watch each episode and then do a little discussion about it and put it out there for you. It's going to be mm. full-on spoilers. So if you haven't seen the episode before you've listened to this, make sure you either watch it or you watch it in conjunction with it. Yeah, check it out first. Yeah, we're going to speak very sort of candidly about what goes on in each episode. Mm. We don't we're get, we don't get the opportunity to do this much with the TV slasher shows, so we're getting a little bit overexcited. We're just going to lay everything on the table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're just going to go, bah! <laughs> just, <laughs> I can't control myself. <laughs> also, the idea of this is for us to kind of talk through the series as it's happening, as opposed to watch the whole thing and then give you the, give you the drum. So we're mm. going to sort of posit a few theories and stuff like that around the place uh, as well. So, yeah. Jared, let's go straight into it. What was your take on episode one? Should we give a little pricey about what it's about? Well, before we start, I just wanted to, you know, before we start tossing theories and things like that out, I just wanted to, to sort of um, clarify who's uh, Poirot and who's Benoit Blanc here. Like, <laughs> which, which one's which? Well, <laughs> you're, you more of a, you're more of a crow <laughs> like a rooster bloke. <laughs> you're, you're Blake. I'm happy to be Blake. Um, but yeah, cause once once you start hearing us work through our theories, I'm sure that's who you'll be mistaking us for. So um, yeah. yeah, there'll be a plenty of hmm, sounds reasonable. <laughs> yeah, there might be a few. What what the fuck are you talking about? As well on there somewhere. Probably should just give a quick rundown of what what we've seen so far. Yes. So the basic premise of this season is a family who, it's basically a reunion out on a, a sort of a secluded island and the family kind of, uh, pay, uh, the father is essentially, he's dying and he is putting his substantial fortune up for grabs, basically. So that's the base premise of it. Of course, there's a shadowy character in the in the in in the background who starts knocking people off. So there's the slasher element for you. Now, Jared, let me get your basic general thoughts on the first episode. Knowing that we've seen all three seasons, I'd, yeah, give us a little bit of a thought of where you sit, think it fits, and how how it sort of sat for you in comparison to those other three. Yeah, so. It's probably probably out of the four seasons, this one's probably had me the most excited around the first episode, mainly because the idea was was something that probably lends itself to an episode episodic series 
more mm. than the other ones did. I appreciate what the other ones were doing. I really enjoyed portions of those those first three seasons, but they were all sort of fairly standard slasher setups, trying to stretch out to ten episodes. Except for maybe the third one, set in the apartment building. I guess they tried to start to to mix things up a little bit there. But this one, immediately you get a little bit of a Harper's Island vibe mixed with a little bit of Ready or Not. And so you've got all those mysteries between the characters that I'm assuming they're going to try to play out over the 10 episodes in amongst where everyone's getting knocked off. So first things first, I was pretty pretty happy with how it all set set everything up and I'm pretty keen to see where it goes from here. Now, as we saw with something like Harper's Island, it really hangs on some of the twists and, and what develops. I know me and you were both fairly big fans of that as an experience, but also sort of felt that it ran out of steam a little bit. Yeah. And I could I could see that happening here, depending on, on the twists and turns, but so far, so good for me. Yeah, I would agree. It 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 opened with I felt even a little bit of a vibe of April Fool's Day. Yeah. As yep. well. Had a touch of that. Uh, I could see the ready or not comparisons. And actually my wife actually said to me at the time, Haven't we seen something like this? And I was like, yeah, yeah, ready or not, has that sort of feel. Mm. But I like the concept, that idea of the, the secluded island, the family being brought back together with unresolved issues, and then there's someone yeah. in the background who's wanting some sort of revenge. It, it lends itself very nicely to that, and Harper's Island, I think, did a pretty good job with it, barring the, the actual reveal, which wasn't good. Mm. But I believe this one is is not only six or eight episodes. Is that right? Yeah, I think I thought it was eight. It might, it, but it might be shorter. Yeah, but that to me lends itself better. One of Harper's Island's problems is it was thirteen episodes long. Yeah, they'd also committed to losing one episode a week in that yeah. kind of that that format that they decided was you know who's going to go this week. And we would we would spend the episode waiting to see who would who would get knocked over, which was fun, but it really kind of handcuffs you in a story sense, somewhat. Yeah, especially when you're getting down to the last three or four episodes, and we've already got some ideas on who it's going to be. It really started to to hurt them. I felt that they you knew that it was only going to be getting down to those last two characters, basically. Yeah, and so this one started so this, with a... this can avoid that, you know? This can, yes. this can do it on its own terms. Yeah, I, I really like the fact that they started with the 25 years earlier and, and we got a sense of the fact that... of the games that are being played by this family and the father, what he's putting them through. So it doesn't kind of... It's not a surprise when they turn up there and the father sort of says... Yeah, that they've turned up for a reunion twenty five years later, and he mentioned he mentions the fact that they're going to play a game mm. again by showing that first when they're coming back together. You've already got a sense of these these frosty relationships that they've got this strange dynamic, and then when you see the father, you already know he's a bit weird. And then, as I think, as mm. you're about to point out, Adam, obviously a very good casting choice there. Yes, uh, legendary horror director David Cronenberg. Mm. Who he's got an interesting look about him. He's got a coldness to the way he talks, which I think really works there. Yep. 
I mean, no one's going to mistake him for, you know, an Oscar winner or anything, but he's a solid, he's a solidish actor. And in this particular case, he's good. It brings his kind of reputation into the role that he's a little bit quirky and a little bit off. Yeah. So just by knowing who it is and the, the films that he's made, you kind of get that in the character that, okay, he's a little, he's a little different. He's, he's got his own way of yeah. doing things. Yeah, and I do like the idea of I'm dying, I'm going to have an assisted euthanasia, but there's a game to be played. To get my money, and every every descendant has a, has a stake. Yep. Right. So what I like about that is it builds this resentment. These already underlying issues are going to bubble to the surface, mm-hmm. uh, and they're going to create more animosity because animosity because there's money involved. Yeah, that's right. So I really think that's a, a really good way. Probably of all the seasons, this is the one that has the most, I guess, depth to its plotting. The setup has the most promise, for sure. Definitely. I mean, you look at the first season. It, it, it probably had the, the was the next best in terms of that. But seasons two and three were pretty standard. Pretty yeah. straight. You know, there yeah. was a murderer. And two had the little hook of, I know what you did last summer. We killed somebody and we hid the body and everything. Yep. And three, I can't even remember three that well. Yeah, well, it was it was just the the sort of goings on in the apartment building. Yeah, which just I mean I don't recall the setup all that much, but it was fairly, from what I remember, it was fairly cut and dried plot wise. It was trying to get in amongst all the you know that that all these people in the in the apartment block have their own secrets and their own little sort of twists and turns in the story, but. It didn't really ha- hold the same kind of excitement, I guess, after the first episode that this one did. Yeah, this one has a really nice vibe to it. Again, you know me, location, location, location. Oh, loving it. I like to see <laughs> bodies of water and, you know, forests and stuff like this. And, and, and I dug all that. And that's why Harper's Island worked for me. And this looks like it's going to work in a similar fashion. Getting off to, you know, into the things that I really liked. Firstly, the the violence per- perpetrated on one of the... I think is he's the first first and only kill in the episode. No, there's two. But, yes, he's the first one. He is fucking disemboweled. Yeah, pretty nasty. <laughs> on screen, directly in front of us. He is. It's he fucking is. horrible. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty awful, wasn't it? Um, <laughs> but yeah, the special effects are, are, are looking looking pretty good. Uh, they seem to be yeah, doing a yeah. little a little more than they've done in previous seasons. Yeah, I mean, I remember three uh, season three where they cut a bloke's head off with an axe, mm. and it was all done in camera, and I was fucking super impressed. I was really impressed with this, but yeah, it was it was also sort of over the top gore. Yeah, it was a bit. I kind of dug it. It was pretty gross. <laughs> yeah, I think you can see that they are going to be to be trying to paint the screen red, and there there is a little bit of a yeah. uh, little bit of special effects work to appreciate there. I thought the little underlying mystery that's kind of there with regards to the missing child. Mm-hmm is another nice piece, okay? It's, again, it's a through line. Yeah, it just adds a little bit extra to these these, these crazy games and whatnot. It seems like it's it's going to be 
what carries most of the twists and turns going forward. Some of the people looked like they probably would have been a little bit more upset about things, but uh, but you know I, I can let that go. Uh, it, it was mm. um, it was an, another another piece to the puzzle that they had clearly going to try to unravel as we go. So, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll say so far that's that's working for me. And, again, it just depends on, on the twists and turns as to how we see it in the long run. Yeah, and the way I like it, look at it is I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued enough to hang around. Now, any good sort of episodic mystery has to get you to want to come back. You know, want to come and see the next episode, and and I was intrigued enough. I I I did watch the next episode, and obviously we'll hold that back. Mm-hmm. But so I was pretty intrigued to get on it, and I was actually hoping they would drop the whole series. But you know, I'm I'm kind of okay with waiting a little bit. Yeah, between few episodes, days, few in days in, be- in between doesn't hurt. Um, I also like to like to binge things straight away, but I've had a couple of those ones on on Disney Plus especially they like to go with a few days between dropping each episode which is which is fine by me I think that plays into the whole sort of culture of basically what we're doing now talking through it and trying to tr- almost getting yeah. getting yourself more excited for the next episode also with my um, detective background I need a couple of days to let it percolate <laughs> And, uh, I think that's dangerous. You know, I think it's dangerous those... because that just gives us gives us more time to toss out um, theories that are wrong and follow up incorrect leads. <laughs> Ridiculous theories that are wrong. Yes. Yes. The other big thing I liked was that it ended on a cliffhanger with the missing son returning. Yes. And uh, that was a real nice way to say, well, what's next? Yeah, What's I, next? You know, I, I really wanted to find out. I think that that was a nice way to lead into the next episode. Uh, a nice way to, you know, a cliffhanger like that always always is handy to, to sort of just give you that little buzz of, okay, now I really want to jump into the next episode to find out how that came about. Yeah, agreed. Now, Jared, did you have anything that um, <clears throat> you didn't like? Didn't like the bloke that gets knocked over first. <laughs> he's just—he's—he's he's only there for you know—he's only there for a little bit of background, a little bit of filler. We know he's—he's—he's he's, he's going out pretty early. But if the killer hadn't have got him, as we kind of discussed, he was probably going to kill himself the way he was working around that fucking outboard motor. He was sticking his head into it while it was going, and he's leaning forward on the propeller while he's trying to start the fucking thing. Like, come on, dipshit. <laughs> Keep your fucking face out of it. I mean, what they, were tr- what they were trying to do was do the old bait and switch. Yeah, The yeah. killer will push his head into the fucking outboard motor. Yes. And then we switched it around. We took him back inside the, the, the shack. The thing is, I actually think, Jared, I've got a bow to pick with him um, dating back to some of our, our Friday the 13th Part 3 episode. But, you know, look, I've got no time for sucking on people's fingers. <laughs> and, yeah. and let me tell you, most people's fingers are fucking a, a breath away from your asshole five or <laughs> six times a day sometimes. <laughs> You can wash all day. Yeah. What do you want him to do? You some want him- people don't. Some people don't wash their hands after dropping a fucking loaf. So you were expecting him to whip out a little bottle of hand sanitizer and just just get it to use yeah. that before he begins. Put this on. <laughs> yeah. 
Look, I'm intending well, on doing I'm something hot here. And heavy. <laughs> I'm intending to go somewhere with this, but I just need you to rub this on your hands first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I am not doing that until you sanitize. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, fair enough. Come fair, on, fair mate. Fair call. Not your best work. The other thing with that is he kind of looked like he might be a bit of a player in it because he banged the father's wife. Correct. And so I'm thinking, okay, well, is he going to be kind of another potential red herring suspect? Yes, well, that's what it I mean, seemed if he like doesn't it was going If he doesn't die of dysentery after sucking someone's Yeah, that's fingers. right. <laughs> but I felt that's where it was going. <laughs> And then he's just brutally dispatched. Well, that was a, that was one of those things for me uh, that that was part of the reason I didn't like the character. I thought I thought the same. I thought they would that, that if that was what they were going to go for with those two characters, that they would keep him around a little bit longer to start sort of throwing curveballs out there about who it might be. But of course, you know, as we've spoken about, it's probably not a bad move because whenever something like that happens to create a red herring, we got kind of look at it and go, "Nah, it's not him." So, um, <laughs> no, Jared, my, my initial my initial sweep of the the first twenty minutes was he did it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so your theories are already shot. <laughs> but no, that, like, that's oh, that's what was Back funny to the about it. Board, Hercule. <laughs> that's what was funny about it because <laughs> immediately, whenever I mean, the second everyone got together and he fucking stumbles off the boat with his fish in hand and I was like, yeah, he's going to get killed pretty early. He doesn't look very important. <laughs> and he looks like a bit of a scumbag, so he'll go pretty early. <laughs> and then 10 minutes later he's sucking fingers and I was like, yep, picked it. He's a scumbag. Yeah, yeah he's going to go early. He's going to die of some disease very quickly. Um <laughs> He but, got COVID, just picked up COVID there. Yeah, it all still works, I guess, because we knew, we knew that it was about the, the wife character. They'd already tossed out, she's a gold digger, whatnot. So, yeah. you know, that, that, I, I'm not too, too fussed about that, but the guy in general was a, was a fucking deal. As you said, get your fucking head out of the propeller. Like, I'm sure whatever <laughs> you're looking at can be observed just as easily when the thing's off. Um, yeah, exactly. Probably more likely. Yeah. But the other thing, the only other real thing that, that I didn't like so much was that 25 years ago, everybody looks exactly the same. They haven't aged a day other than, other than Cronenberg's hair, which they dyed to make him look younger. I mean, look, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, David. It's fucking ludicrous. Yeah, your, your, your face is still showing every one of those years, buddy. So <laughs> yeah, your, your face is still fucking sagging down around your neck. Like, oh, mate. <laughs> you're, you're trying to, we're trying to swallow your 55? Fuck off. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, that doesn't that doesn't work Holy out so shit. well. They don't even they don't even uh, take the steps of you know dressing the characters in in some you know uh, era appropriate attire or something stupid like that. They just don't even bother with it. They're just like, yeah, we're led oh. to believe that this is twenty five years ago, even though they look exactly the same. 
Yeah, what though? Give Cronenberg a mustache or something. <laughs> like, holy shit, do something with the bloke. Soft, shoot him from the back. Soft lighting, all that sort of shit. Yeah, shoot him from behind. <laughs> <laughs> fucking soft lighting. Turn the fucking lights off. For God's sake. <laughs> oh, but yeah, that, that was... Shoot him from the back. <laughs> Shoot him from the back. Yeah. Because all you need to do is hear his voice. Well, now, you get I a double. Buy... You get the double from the back. Someone with hair that's the naturally <laughs> that colour. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. You still dye his hair just to be a prick. <laughs> yeah, that it was kind of ridiculous. <laughs> Come on, David. Get in the chair, mate. You're going to have a fucking brown wash put through it. <laughs> The funny thing was too, though, that the the hair colour looks exactly like it does when you put it through a person who has white hairs. Hair, like it's, it's, it's like okay, we've got we've got a bloke with put a wig on him, put a wig on the guy. For God's sake! Oh What's going God. on in Canada? <laughs> I mean, obviously they're working to a budget that that's the only step you can take to make this appear to be 25 years ago. So, yeah, that that didn't work out all that well for mine. It's conceivable with the younger people, like the the, the sons and daughters and that. Yeah, of course. They just switch switch the actors, off you go. Yeah, but even then you could have copped it because, you know, pictures of me from 20 years ago, I still look pretty much the same. Ah, no, no, you don't. 25 years ago, you had you had the same coloured hair as Cronenberg, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> In a couple of pictures. Nah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking platinum blonde. 25 years ago, I was platinum blonde. Holy shit. Oh, I'm going to stop talking about this stuff. I'm starting to sound like a real dickhead. Well, you know. Um, let's just say you weren't the only one. I didn't quite go platinum blonde, but I did have it, I did have it blonde for a very short stretch there. No, but I was talking about a picture of my picture, my graduating, my university graduation picture. Yeah, yeah. I had a fucking mustache. <laughs> you, took, you took your own advice and you had a mustache. So we can accept maybe that's 25 years ago. <laughs> In that picture, I look like fucking Hulk Hogan's <laughs> lesser talented brother. Look, I got a degree in fucking, you know, Hulkamania or something. I look bloody ridiculous. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Stop talking now. Um, yeah. With regards to that, that stuff, it was just, it, it felt really weird because they, they had not aged appropriately at all. Like no. it didn't it, give them different hairstyles. Fucking yeah, something. do something. Like they, they looked identical. They did. So that was something I didn't like. Something I did like though and I wanted to come back to was that little interesting dynamic involving the the dude who uh he has his daughter but he's he's married to not her mother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she, she's got, is it Peek? Pika. Pika or whatever. Pika, where they eat weird things. Yeah. 
like fingers. And she she bends down and eats some purple. <laughs> 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 I thought it was paint, but it might be might be bird, bird shit. Oh, well, maybe it was paint, mate. Of course, <laughs> of course, I've decided it was some fecal matter. <laughs> I think they did mention that might have lead in it, so I thought that was I thought it was oh. paint. <laughs> <laughs> that might have lead in it. What, the bird shit? That's what, that's what my response would have been. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know bird, bird shit had lead in it. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, but I like that whole idea of, A, Pika is an interesting character trait because it's not something you see in a lot of this sort of stuff. No. Secondly, I like the way she kind of forced her, she was pushing the, the, the stepmother out of it, you know, constantly yeah. kind of becoming distressed and then he had to sort of calm her down and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So that's going to be an interesting dynamic that plays out for mine. Yeah, that was all right. That was, that was. Um, I think the dynamic was, was okay, how she was sort of disregarding the, the stepmother altogether and <laughs> how that's going to affect But the him. eating of the bird shit was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I mean, I'm looking oh, forward. I'm looking forward to seeing what other types of shit she's going to be eating over the next, <laughs> next six episodes or whatever. Shit. <laughs> but, right, yeah, but that, that was an interesting dynamic for me. Yeah, it was more the dynamic than the than the peak out of it for me, to be honest. But we'll see, <laughs> we'll see where that where that ends up. Now you were a fan of David Cronenberg laughing at an art. Oh yeah, well, look, I think the the, the artsy sister, I think she was a pretty good performance anyway. Like, I think she she gives a good yeah. acting performance, especially when she's talking to her kids, and one of them seems to be identifying as non-binary or whatever. So yeah. she starts regaling us of when she fucking had a lesbian <laughs> lesbian affair <laughs> at school, or something like that. Yeah, she was a she was a sculptor, uh, wonderful hands. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I thought she was pretty good in general, but then, yeah, she puts on that art performance and, yeah, Cronenberg <laughs> fucking bursting out with laughter. Absolute gold, especially when they're walking off and you just hear him sort of quietly in the background go, what the fuck was that? And just kind of keep walking. <laughs> like, excellent stuff. Excellent stuff. I also love that scene that she's doing the performance and the camera pans across everyone and everyone's just about asleep. Yeah. So she yeah. yells something out and they all go, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. I like that a lot, actually. And then at the end of the episode, he tells her he's seen better art performances in the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I'm going to... Uh- I'm certainly going to miss David for the for the remainder of the episode. <laughs> yes, God. he'll come back though. Um, Fifty-five-year-old David will return. To be yeah, that's right. I'm sure. I'm thinking we're going to get some flashbacks, but I wouldn't mind a you know curmudgeonly ghost David fucking talking shit to everyone. <laughs> but they were good. That all that shit was really good because it actually had a little bit of a sense of humour in in small doses. Yeah, it did. Now, theories, Jared. Theories. theories. Mm. We're one episode in. What did you see that makes you go, hmm? 
<laughs> Everything. <laughs> David Cronenberg's hair. A girl eating bird shit. People who have aged not a day in 25 years. A lot of things that are really kind of working through my mind here. <laughs> but connecting the dots. Connecting the dots. What have you got, Adam? Connecting the dots. I haven't picked up any particular... Well, I have. I've got a... I've got a... The housekeeper. So the housekeeper seems like the housekeeper seems like she was possibly running something with Cronenberg to have the kid kidnapped. That's what I'm first going with. With Cronenberg. Well, so the reason I'm I'm saying that is two things. She's the one that tells him to go to the beach and makes a point of when he says the red one's mine. She kind of makes a point of yes, it is, as in like. Whoever's come onto the beach to grab him, like the red, grabbed the one in the red beanie. Was sort and they of, did go straight for the kid in the red they beanie. They went straight for the kid in the red beanie and the other one got pushed off. So that yep. that tickled tickled Benoit Blanc's <laughs> interest straight away. But then the next the next thing is she comes into the, you know, when Cronenberg's slipping off the dish. She comes yeah. in and says to him, are all your descendants... Yeah, descendants. ...participating or, uh, you know, eligible. So she's a... Dis- so... So does that mean... When she says that... When she says that, the very next yeah. day he turns up in the, in the event, I'm thinking that he's aware and that she's helped him, for whatever reason, get the kid kidnapped. So that's where I'm going firstly. That's my first theory. Right. Right. Solid. That, that, I mean, I, as you explained all that, where does the bird shit even come in? <laughs> well, that's what I'm thinking. I was, I, I, you're still down at the you're still down at the wharf, scraping all sorts of bird still shit. Down at the wharf. <laughs> you're scraping bird shit. I'll say, take this to the lab, get it tested. I want to know what bird it came from. I want to know who else has been eating it. <laughs> I said, take this to the lab. And do some research to which birds eat lead. <laughs> Jesus. Honestly, I shouldn't be allowed to watch this stuff. <laughs> if I am going to watch it, pay attention, dickhead. Oh, <laughs> uh, dear. I've got a theory, though, as well. Oh, the, the, the brother is an imposter. Yeah. The brother's not who he says he is. Okay. Um, and and I would suggest that ties in with your theory that the because he made mention, didn't he? Or was it no, no? Sorry, he doesn't. I think I might be uh, slowly tipping into episode two. But the bottom line is he's he comes out of the blue twenty five years later. But it's I've just just got that vibe of something like they've always they've either the kid was. Never found, and they have now roped in an imposter, and it's all about getting the money somehow. Yep. He's go- he's going to win the the challenges or whatever. He's not really the the kid. Mm-hmm. So that's that's my basic theory to start with. Is okay. that he's not who he says he is. So that will create that that will all unravel as the next few episodes go on. I reckon. Right. Okay. Interesting. 
Someone will pick up on it. Look, I reckon you've got bird shit in your eyes, but that's that's just me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've definitely got shit from brain, so... <laughs> Yeah, full of lead too. Yeah, so, um, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I've been lead for years. Too. Yeah, no, I reckon. Look, I reckon you you could be uh, you could be onto something there too. So we will see. Yeah. We will it, see it just, where it goes from here. To me, to me, it's not hard to pick that. Mm. It's it, it just it, if if the first thing I would go to is a kid has been was kidnapped and has been away for 25 years and suddenly resurfaces at the family reunion, it just reeks of the whole idea of he's trying to get the money somehow. Yeah, of course. He got wind of it. He got wind of the inheritance. He got wind of the kid who's missing. So I, I think that's pretty standard. But how, did he, get, like your how did he get wind of it? The housekeeper. The housekeeper, yes. I think you'll find that that's the, there's the connections that are starting to happen. Mm. We've solved it already. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I actually, I was looking at her daughter too. I was looking at the daughter and thinking, you know, she's talking about why, why would she come back and all that sort of stuff. So I'm still, my eyes are, my eyes are on her. I'm, I'm watching you. Mm. Just, to let, just, just to let you know. Are you watching anyone else? Not yet. Not yet. No. Other than the guy who sucks fingers and. Looks at who I was watching very closely. <laughs> yeah, the only other thing I could say is the only other thing I could say is um, you know supernatural. That's why they haven't aged in it in twenty five years. <laughs> so that's all I can go with. <laughs> Fuck! If that's it, I'll be livid. <laughs> that was the only explanation but I could come up with for, for how people look exactly aged. the same. His hair's a different colour. Oh, of course, yeah, of course. So there's no supernatural vibe. We can we can rule that out. No, no, we can. I've ruled that out already. Okay, excellent. I already I ruled that out early on, mate. Good. But look, I th- I think that's a decent bit of coverage of the first episode. Yep. If I had to score it out of five, if I had to score the episode specifically out of out of five, I would have given it a four. Yeah, I'd probably put. I, I'd probably sit at a three and a half, pushing towards a four. I was pretty pretty happy mm. with it. Yeah. Snake Eyes. Again. So I'm happy with where it's going. You've gone for Snake Eyes, of course. You're always safe uh, on Snake I, Eyes. I'm, oh, yeah, definitely. I'm very happy with where it's currently at. The yep. first episode was really good. We will knock out the second episode and come back and have another discussion. Delve deeper into our theories. Mm, we'll probably have completely new theories based on what's been eaten through the episode. <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, I'll throw out a little tiny tidbit for the next episode. It was the shit eater. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, good. Spoiled it for me. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I fucked it all up for you. I apologise. But look, let's wrap it up there. We will. Check out the second episode and come back and do that episode and we'll cover off on it. But until then, take it easy and we'll catch up with everyone later. Cheers. Find the podcast at Podomatic or on iTunes. Don't forget to rate and review. Like us on Facebook at Thrill Me Podcast Australia or contact us at Thrill Me, all one word, all lowercase, at iinet.net.au.